This is the Dudes in Christ Podcast. What up, what up? Another episode of the Dudes in Christ podcast, episode 75, coming back at you with the trio. Hey, everybody's present. We're We're here. here. (laughs) Present. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, uh, thanks for checking back in for another episode. Um, Man, it's nice to get the boys back in town. Mm -hmm. Just in time, I don't know about you, but... um, I think Josh might be going on a little vacation. Mm-hmm. We're leaving for the beach today. Ooh. Destin, Florida. We're, We're leaving Tuesday morning. Off all week? Yeah. Man. Okay. Ruckus, okay. We're just going, we'll be thinking about you. Just, yeah, while, while, you're, while we're on vacation, we'll be thinking about you. You both are going on vacation. Yeah, we're, oh. we're both. Not together, I... but in spirit. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so neither of you going to be here next Sunday? Yeah, we'll, I'll yeah, be we'll here. Be back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's the midweek. This is the Dude in Christ podcast. <laughs> Single yeah. dude with Joshua and probably a special guest. <laughs> nice, nice. Man. So, um, what have we been doing? Josh is back to work. Yep, back to work. That's it. Got the license? Yep. Got the license. Yep. Secured. Nice. I'm a professional driver. Man. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this thing going. So, Ruckus, me and you talked uh, man, a couple of weeks ago, so not to get too ahead of time. Let's let's talk about that strong lady we both know. Karina Magda. Magda. And I'm, I'm starting to call her Magda now that you're referring to her as Magna Karina Morales. <laughs> so shout out to you, Karina. Um, well, kind of, so I think one of my favorite things about owning a gym is, uh, the class. Um, and I, I do a class on Tuesdays and Thursdays just kind of started cause there was never anybody in the gym on Tuesdays and Thursdays. So I had the free time and, uh, started like, uh, I just call it like an intro to weightlifting and we meet a couple times a week for an hour and. Just take people um, who are interested in the gym, but usually have never lifted, like don't have any gym experience, or if they do, it's very minimal, or it might have been 20 years ago, or like right now, I've got a couple of uh, teenage boys in there who just otherwise would not really be (coughs) lifters. Um, And I really enjoy it because I get to take people who get to kind of assess what they look like moving around and build that slowly into like body weight movements and then like weighing down a little bit with like a dumbbell and then slowly work into a barbell and do that over the course of four or five, six months. Um, I enjoy it because you get to see them come in and, and stepping up onto a box looks awkward and, and uh, honestly weak. I mean, not to, that's not a judgment, but it's it's just a well, yeah, it is a judgment. Yeah. Um, but to see to see them go from that and within a 
a matter of, you know, a couple months, be able to do something totally different and kind of transforming like their mindset, like stuff that they used to not be able to do. They can do it readily, handily, and then stuff that they never thought they could do, um, you know, to kind of see the light in their eyes when they begin to do it. And uh, Karina is kind of a prime example of that. Um, I guess about a year and a half ago, she came in and um, I don't think she had any lifting experience. If she did, it was minimal. And we just uh, started her out the same as everybody else, just stepping up onto a box and showing her how to move her body through space. And um, I could tell from the beginning that she was going to be like, she was going to do well. Like she, she would work extra. Like she would do more than everybody else would do and constantly asking questions and um, very strict in her form, like very mentally engaged and stuff like that. Um, I could just tell she was going to do well and took her through. uh, I think the one of the last things we did is I worked everybody up to like some heavy singles. Um, That was kind of uh, where the class ended. Uh, for her anyway, um, was just some heavy singles. And I think she squatted maybe 265 or like an ugly 275. But, you know, she had readily done 225 for some triples, stuff like that leading up to it. Um, You know, got her benching, got her deadlift and stuff like that. And then uh, she kind of hung out for a while at the gym just doing stuff with us. And then when Justin – began his coaching um he she was i guess one of your first people yeah she was probably she was kind of part of that early core group uh she wasn't necessarily the first thing she's third or fourth something like that but um yeah no i I love working with her like you said she's a really hard worker um she there's there's different types so what i do is is remote coaching it's you know, not hands-on and, you know, if, if it works out where we can, you know, meet up at barbell or something, have some hands-on, you know, great. But for the, the majority, it, it's videos back and forth where I'm looking at how they're moving, you know, we'll give adjustments and try to explain the best way that you can, but there's only so much that you can do. So really like before I can even become your coach, you need to do like Josh is talking about, you need to really learn how to move. Cause that's, that's you got to have kind of a foundation for I can kind of verbalize something to you. You know, you have to really know, okay, I need to bend my knees or what, you know, you need to know how to move a little bit before you, you're really ready <laughs> to have a online client. So, you know, once I got her, like you said, she moves really good. She pays attention. She listens. Um, and she's not afraid to try, you know, new stuff or whatever. So she's just, you know, she's a great client. Anyway, you can kind of give her cues and, and they click pretty quick. Um, sometimes you can give them, you know, just, and it's not necessarily that you can get, you give like a cue or give something to focus on and they might not get it, but it might be because I'm not portraying in the way they're understanding. Because like I said, it's not a, you can't physically touch them and say, <laughs> Hey, flex this or whatever. So, you know, she adapts pretty quick. Uh, We just developed that communication, you know, throughout her time. I think we've been working together, I don't know, five, six months, something like that. Anyway, yeah, she's she's great. And what, like, it's really the biggest thing that we're working on right now. I mean, 
training is training. You know, you're going to get stronger through consistently showing up and putting effort in and all that. Uh, but what I'm really most, I guess, proud of her for right now is like you talked about a little bit, that mental, um, you know, just the mental toughness. Uh, Karina was like me um, in a lot of ways, like very shy. And I know now like she, I, I'll tell her stories of kind of before I opened up, she's like, there's no way you were ever that person. I'm like, yeah, I was, I was the one where I could text you all day. You know, I could text everybody all day. But if it come to meet somebody face-to-face or having a face-to-face conversation, like I just kind of lock up, maybe start sweating, just kind of feel really <laughs> awkward. Just like <laughs> It's a funny story. When, um, when I met Kelsey for the first time, this was back in high school when me and Ashley started dating, Kelsey came over and, you know, kind of introduced her and Ashley as friends, whatever. <laughs> and she <laughs> she went home and, like, was talking to Ashley later. She's like, is like there's something wrong with your boyfriend? Like is he, <laughs> is he like mentally not there or something? But I was just that really shy, awkward person. <laughs> so telling her their story, she's like, "There's no way you were ever that way." And like, yeah, it was you know I was, but anyway, she deals with you know a lot of anxiety. I guess you could say like most people don't know. Like before she came, she was late yesterday a little bit from the, the normal time, and she's like. I don't even want to come. Like, I'm so nervous. I'm like, you know, we just have a conversation. Like, if you can just prove to yourself that you can do this, you know, you're going to have these these wins over time. And it was so, because, like, we'd even have conversation about the meet coming up in October that we're going to try to do. And she's she's up and down like, man, I don't, don't, don't really want to do it. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, after yesterday, she, you know, we kind of talked. She's like, yeah, I think I'm ready now. Like awesome. it's just those those little mental wins yeah. over time are, are are in my opinion even greater than the physical wins because a lot of times, uh, like I was telling her, your physical potential is really high. Like she has the work ethic, the consistency, you know, the pattern, the movement, and you know, just just willing to to put in the work. Uh, and if she can get her mental aspect to match that. You know, it's going to be be really fun to watch watch her get that, and <clears throat> just you know, little things here and there see her growing, and it's, I mean, it's showing up yeah. on the bar too. You know, yesterday she uh, squatted three oh eight or whatever. A girl, a, a girl is squatting. Like I said, been doing this a year and already squatting over three hundred pounds <laughs> is quite is quite amazing, just to be honest. And um, uh, <laughs> just talking about me, like I, I kind of lifted on and off, you know, since high school and, um, like my first year of powerlifting, my knees were knocking together with 315. So it's yeah. like seeing her, how well she moved that, um, it, it's just, it's really awesome to see what kind of potential she has. So she squatted, uh, 308 fairly easy. She, uh, bench press 144 with a good commanded pause and then end up deadlifting uh 342. So that's nice. You know, right at a hundred pound total and hasn't even done her first meet yet. So that's it's really good. It's really well, good. And I was I was there for the squat portion of the the morning and it was uh the most confident mm-hmm. heavy squat I've ever seen yeah. her do. Uh I've seen her I've seen her get close to two seventy five ish and uh 
like cut it, cut it a little bit high because yeah. she was afraid or backspotting her, just see her go down. And yeah. it might not have actually been high, but it was one of those like very abrupt and pop yeah. back out of it, which is not a problem. But I honestly, from where I was standing, I thought, oh, no, she cut it high yeah. because of just a little bit of a fear factor. And it was like she she, she dunked it yesterday <laughs> uh, and came up out of it. Great. So yeah. um, big, big. Congrats to uh, Karina. And the other thing is um, talking about the mental toughness and and just the confidence factor is uh, talking to like Eileen about it. It's the whole time that Karina has been at the gym. It's always been like, you know, uh, everybody kind of looks up to Eileen because she's a brute. The OG. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, Eileen has told her and, and very sincerely, you know, you'll end up passing me i mean like you're starting this way earlier than i did and you're stronger you know early into it more strong you know stronger than i was like it's just a matter of wanting it and understanding that that's a limitation that you set for yourself it doesn't you know and you can easily surpass absolutely um your heroes you know (laughs) so um anyway it that that will be um a cool journey to watch, but uh, we're telling you this to kind of illustrate that um, I like bringing people into uh, fitness and getting them started. And um, I personally think it's just, I have a lot of patience with people. I really enjoy teaching and stuff like that. Um, Eileen's told me several times, like there's no way she would ever do an intro class. Like she likes taking people who have the experience and maybe, making tiny little adjustments to bring a little extra strength out of them. She was like, but I'm not, she's like, if they couldn't squat, I wouldn't know what to, (laughs) you know, like I, she, she even said, I would never think to tell somebody step up onto a box. Um, So anyway, that's kind of my strong point. Uh, Justin's is, you know, kind of the, the other end of the spectrum, like making, making little adjustments to someone who's already got the foundation. Uh, And that led us into a conversation. Um, it kind of almost a contrast, uh, as we've mentioned on here before. Justin kind of has this uh, knack for getting people. I don't even the conversation just about God and the conversation about church and and getting people to church and all that. Like the things that I just fear the most. I'm like I have no idea where that even. Yeah. It's not natural for me, you know, and it just seems to flow uh, out of you and um. I'm more of a, like, I think my heart is for people who are in the church, um, maybe maybe early in the church or, like, uh, young people in general, just kind of helping not really disciple them, but just um, un- trying to teach them a little bit about what the struggle of, of the walk looks like and how to maybe step over a few stumbling blocks. Yeah. Um, so uh, sort of in, in contrast to our gym personalities, uh, our other personalities kind of bring people to church. And then once they're here, get them kind of, kind of try to walk them through things. And we were talking about this tiny little point right in the middle that, <laughs> that kind of makes both of us cringe. And that is the topic of salvation yeah. and, um, that's kind of what we wanted to talk about today, like to just really, I think, just kind of kind of cover it. So uh, before we get into that, just yeah. um, our conversation yesterday at the gym, 
Um, big shout out to Ashley and Kelsey, their first time stepping in, and uh, looks like they're going to do a meet in October. But uh, you know, we all had that conversation where you talked about, you know, it's one thing to come to the gym, but we really want you to to stay at the gym. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking, man, that same thing could be said about church. It's kind of just what I thought in my head, but like talking about just getting them here, like how I feel like um, getting somebody here and then how you, you know, like kind of discipling or kind of showing the the walk of, you know, after you're here. Um, And that's, it's kind of my thing. Like if, if they can come to church and when we go through this, I'm, I'm trying to, trying not to step on any toes, trying not to, make things a lot more difficult than they have to be. But like, so I'm not saying that you have to come to church to be saved, but if you can get somebody that's not really into it to church, there's no telling what God can do in a moment with their lives. You know, once they kind of get quiet, because for the most people, I mean, for everybody lives busy lives now, constantly something going on the phone, having conversation, having 10 conversations at once, uh, going doing this and that and a lot of times just getting into a church service uh with a congregation you know worshiping you know getting taught the word and uh you know a chance for prayer or what you know whatever there it's it slows them down for a little bit and can kind of god can kind of work on their heart and kind to and kind of just you know i'm kind of missing for words here but they you know, there's no telling what God can do back to the, that statement. So that's my thing. If I can get them to church, it's kind of, I'm kind of like, all right, it's your turn now, Lord. <laughs> like, you do your work. But, and, but like you said, once you, you get them there, there's, you know, we're giving this instruction manual here that, you know, we not only instruction, but just showing us, you know, what Jesus done. Uh, for us and who we are in Christ and things like that. So there's definitely a need for all, and we'll, we'll get into this. I think it's in Romans. There's there's need for messengers in, in all aspects. So, um, yeah, just getting into the salvation. You want me to open it up? You want to open it up? Or? Yeah. Josh, any? No? Okay. Yeah. So um, like, like we talked about it, sometimes is this cringy kind of like, Man, it's and sometimes it's the religious people that mess it up. Sometimes it's I don't even really want to say it, but sometimes it's this denominational thing that kind of makes things harder than they have to be. Like you have to do this, 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 and you know have to say this, this, sinners, this. The sinner's prayer. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to just <laughs> yeah. take like two minutes? Just I mean, and it's not not to not to bash it at all and that's actually part of our conversation initially was we were cringy about the sinner's prayer and um like some the issue of sincerity i guess uh and and again man not not like not doubting anyone's um right you know not doubting anyone's salvation but it's just a it's just a a lump in your throat um when you're seeing it happen um, for me, it's the question of like the understanding of it and things like that. And after Justin and I had this conversation, I went home and I was telling my wife, 
And she was like, well, of course, like it would be weird for you guys. She's yeah. like, you've probably both been safe since you were like six years old. <laughs> and like, yep. you, you know, if anything, you're just, you might go and do dumb stuff and then like have to come back to Jesus. But that's not out of the ordinary for right. you. Like you, no. you know how to talk to God. You know how to pray. Right. You're like, you know, take somebody who's never been in this. They've never said a prayer in their life. You know, like why, of course, somebody's going to have to. Even go so far as to write it down and and be able to lead them through it because they don't know how to do it themselves. They don't even know what they're saying or um, to whom. Yeah, you know. And, and again, I think that's definitely what by whom they yeah. are saved. Right. Um. So yeah, that's and that's my biggest thing. It's not that I have like anything at all against, uh, you know, the sinner's prayer. Like it kind of sums everything up pretty nicely you know it, it it does um my biggest hiccup is do you understand it when you yeah like I, I, you know just be one here like you you hear or see sometimes maybe a um i can get you saved like mm-hmm. say i'm this spiritual guy like i have the words that you need to say right here to be saved and repeat after me and then there's no what did i just say like it's just like the hey, repeat after me and you'll be saved. <laughs> like no, there's there's belief. That's the salvation part. It's not just like going through this checklist of saying these words out right. loud and right. you know yeah. what I mean. And that's the thing that hiccups me is like, oh, we got eight hundred people saved today by this. Like, did you though? Like, did you relay the message of Christ and did you? get them to an understanding of what they are believing. Like, is there, was there a learning of that? Was there a teaching of that? <laughs> or did you just say, Hey, like repeat after me. And so that, that, that is my biggest hiccup. Like it's not, it's not that somebody has gone through and just kind of systemized, you know, that's, that's yeah. great. That's perfect. But like my thing is just make sure you're teaching them what's going on <laughs> yeah because salvation doesn't come from just a uh, from just feelings right because i mean you can get <clears throat> people get caught up into the moment in the worship or in the word and be in that moment in their feelings yeah. and be like yeah i'm ready let's do it but it's the re the understanding of what it is yeah that you're doing it and then to follow through with it but you know a lot of people do take advantage of people caught up in the moment for the, the the number's sake. Right. Well, and to, to just, and I hope if you're listening, I hope you, um, I don't want to feel like we're just staying on this one thing and kind of beating it to death, but it's like, for me, um, I have a lot of chance to talk to kids uh, in a vehicle, transport them to the detention center <laughs> to and fro. Speaking of take, taking advantage of the moment, you know, <laughs> but uh, I've got a captive audience, literally. Um, but that's my thing with it, is is trying to have that conversation. Like I, I've forced forced myself to try to have that conversation more often because it's like, man, you just don't you don't know if you're ever going to get the opportunity again. And like if it's a kid that's real talkative and stuff like that, it's like you might as well. Um, but that's always my thing is like maybe somewhere in that conversation um, conversation asking them like if they know who Jesus is and 
that that's the that's the thing for me that with the uh, with the salvation thing is like are you understanding that it's through Jesus like yeah. that's for me that's the right. the biggest thing is like is he just the name on the card or just a word in the prayer mm-hmm. you know or or do you have like a a fundamental understanding and it's not a it's not a uh it's not a fault on them right. if they don't you know, but it's like that's the thing that always scares me is like, um, if that's necessary for salvation, then then that needs to be yeah. I don't know, you know, it's essentially covered and right. I don't that's the part that's weird, is like, well, how am I gonna explain you know, how am I gonna explain this? Yeah. Um, so I usually just end up talking at length and yeah. hoping that <laughs> what I'm saying that God's using yeah, it somehow. Still. But yeah, um, you never know what a seed can do, you know. Yeah. Um. So let's just get in. You know, I mean, if we're ready, let's get in a little scripture. This is probably the most, probably most known scripture, which is going? for reason John three sixteen. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I read sixteen through eighteen. So for this is how God loved the world; He gave His one and only Son, so that whoever believes in Him will not perish, but he ha- but have eternal life. So you see, um. Jesus speaking here pretty quick that everyone who believes in him will not perish. God sent his son into the world, not to judge the world, but to save the world through him. There's no judgment against anyone who believes in him, but anyone who does not believe in him has already been judged for believing for not believing in um, God's one and only son. So you see, see pretty quick, um, you know, that it's the, the belief in Christ and there's, there's several different little rabbit holes we can maybe eventually go down, but I, I think that the common commonality here we will see is most certainly the belief in Christ. And so there's always questions that can be uh, brought through, you know, just taking one scripture here and there or whatever. So like you might ask, like, why did Jesus have to come into the world? Like, why did God have to send his son in the flesh to be crucified and it's for our sins and everything else. So um, just real quick, let's bounce over to Romans 5. We won't go in just a, a ton of detail, but five uh, Romans 5, 12, when, when Adam's sin, sin entered the world, Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone for everyone's sin. Yes, people sinned even before the law was given, but it is not counted as sin because there was not yet any law to break. Um, so, you know, through, you can read the Genesis 3, you can kind of see the where Satan deceived Eve, you know, the fall of man happened, and, uh, you know, basically God give them a choice, you know, do this in obedience or do this in rebellion, and man chose rebellion, so... Uh, I guess, unfortunately, you know, <laughs> we've took on that rebellion until uh, we have Christ in our lives. And, you know, that can be a sketchy subject, too, is like, well, what did I do do to deserve, like, this sin? Like, <clears throat> why did it's, I mean, you, you didn't do anything, but you also didn't do anything to be saved. Sinless, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um, anyway, like, that that is one reason why uh, we need a savior. Um, if y'all don't have anything, I'm gonna go. Go ahead. Well, and and that's why I, uh, John three six John sixteen seventeen eighteen 
John 3, 16, 17, and 18, repetitively um, stating like the mission statement, really, you know, the entire purpose of Jesus having to come, the entire purpose of Jesus on being on earth. Um, that was, that was why he was even brought to earth that, um, anyone who believed in him, that they had a figure, yeah, a, a personal figure, uh, to believe in, you know, through which they could be saved and have everlasting, lasting life, which was, that was uh, the other component of, uh, the stuff with Adam and Eve is they were perfect and sinless yep. until they sin, which also brought death. death. Um, so, you know, again, just should not perish, but have everlasting life. Then you go into 317. He didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through the world or, but that the world through him might be saved. So it's like we were absolutely destined to perish. Um, but you know, we have the opportunity to be saved through Jesus. And then he, he who believes is not condemned. Uh, and then we, you know, Worry yeah. about the rest, but that's that's where that's where the condemnation is taken away is through through belief. Christ, go ahead. Yeah, no, it's just like you said. There, there, there's a need, and then there's an answer to the need. Just uh, another real quick here in Ephesians uh, one or Ephesians two one through three. Once you were dead because of your disobedience, and like we talked about the disobedience even back from Adam and Eve. And your many sins used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers in the unseen world. He is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. But our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. So, so um, you know, before Christ was in our lives, we, we had this. It was our, you know, it talks about here, it uses the word nature. It was our very nature that we um, obeyed the devil. Like, we we might not see it that way. Like, oh, I'm a good person. And, like, economically or, or egotistically, yeah, you might be a, a good person. But if your spirit is not saved, you still need Christ in your life. So, um, continue reading there in verse 4. Uh, like four through ten, kind of basically sums up John three sixteen too. It says, "But God is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you've been saved, for He raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all future ages as examples." of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness toward us as shown in all he has done for us who are united with Christ Jesus. God saved you by his grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece, and he has created us anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the the good things he planned for us long ago. No, and that's yeah, that's it's perfect. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it sums it up perfect. And even you know, there's so many different facets here too. Uh, reading down uh, verse nine because there's a misconception a lot of times where 
you hear people say all the time, well, I couldn't walk through the doors of the church and might just fall down or whatever. Just referring to them being, you know, not a great person in their eyes or whatever. And it kind of even hits on this a little bit, too, in verse 9. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it. So, like we said this several times before, come as you are. Uh, if you have sins that you know of, still come. Like, if you have hiccups, if you feel like you're a bad person, screw up, whatever, still come and, um, you know, just accept that call to Christ and then let him work the rest of that out. Like, I <clears throat> I can kind of speak for myself, and I'm sure I've probably said it here before, but there was a time in my life where I there was like sins that I knew were sins. I enjoyed them. I'd done them. And uh, I, I feel that I feel that I got saved a long time ago. Like Eileen said, maybe six years old, or whatever, on pastor's lap. But then I kind of grew up. I was pretty young. I grew up. I did what I wanted to do. And luckily, I guess having that call, there was always a conviction for my sin. Like I would, I would know you know, usually the next day, like, Hey, I messed up. But like, even if you don't have that conviction, come and and then just let, let God kind of work, start working that conviction out of you. Uh, of course there has to be a decision, like choose who you're going to serve. Um, so there has to be that point where, you know, if you feel like you're doing something wrong, you need to make the right decision. Uh, but it's not like a, a diet. <laughs> you don't just get rid of all the, ju- you know, the junk in your life you, and start like, okay, this is, this is the, the hard line in the sand. I'm no longer doing all this stuff. Like I'm living for you, Lord, every day of my life. Living for him every day of your life doesn't mean you're not ever going to sin again. Like, yeah, there, there's still going to be you things. wake up, that, number one, with a daily battle of killing yourself yeah. every day of your sinful desires you don't lust of the flesh everything yeah so that's the first battle before you ever get out of bed right so yeah don't don't think that don't think of these habits and hiccups and the way of life you live for the past 10 20 30 years are just going to change <coughs> overnight I mean, it's very possible that it could uh if you're willing but at the same time just let god work in your life and through a process you know start to uh Get some of that, but even I don't. Just learning, learning, under, understanding who Jesus is, what the good news is. Um, it eventually will change your life little by little. Yeah. Because, like it says, there's nothing you can do, good or bad, that's going to earn yeah. you anything. That's what I was it's about to say. God. Like, even when we're down to our deathbed, I don't think anybody can say, "Hey, I've." done i've checked every box i'm completely perfect now and like we go back to that verse nine and romans there salvation not a reward for the good things we have done it's not about what you've done no it's about what who you've accepted in your life and um you know your life starts then yeah <laughs> like it, it's not um hey i don't cuss i don't drink i don't do that look at me i'm perfect like you should as a as a good human being, you should strive to not do bad things. Like even aside from Christ, you should still, uh, you know, have this desire to be a good person or whatever. But like even after accepting Christ, it's not like these good deeds you do reward you anything 
greater when it comes to salvation. Like you're saved or not, there's no like premium pass. (laughs) You know. Well, and uh, if you Ephesians two and ten opens opens up uh, for we are His workmanship, Um, and I think that's like um, one of the I'm kind of hesitant to say, but like one of the signs of a true salvation because we're talking about this stuff and a lot of this gets into like what the walk looks like on the other side of yeah. salvation um but what what actually is sal- you know what is salvation is that coming to believe and surrender and we are his workmanship only in that we now surrender to him as Josh said die daily but surrender daily and, yeah. and i mean that's that's my whole coming to that understanding and belief that jesus is who he says he is he did what we read and believe that he did and that we're willing to let him be that in us and surrender to it i think you know like for me that's and again there's the years and years of being taught all the things and trying Mm -hmm. to distill it down to some sort of understanding but it's you know what 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 is every day of on this side of salvation look like or yeah. begin with. And it's that surrender. And when you no longer, you know, when you no longer surrender, you're kind of going back into, and it's not, I'm not saying that, you know, you're not saved. Right. Um, Cause like there are those periods, unfortunately, where we waver in things and stuff like that and just kind of get away and start to even from speaking for myself, have even been to the point where I just detested, yeah. you know, the idea of of any of it, right. um, you know. But thankfully, there was enough of uh, the understanding to yeah. still know, as you stated, Justin. That, you know, I, I knew what I was doing was wrong. Yeah, uh, and that's that speaks to that like sinful nature versus the new the new nature that we're given. You know, on this side of right. salvation and. Uh, when we're given the gift of the Holy Spirit and things like that, but yeah, and this is this is kind of what we're talking about, where it, it kind of gets dicey because then you have all these different um, thoughts and beliefs and things like that, and then we have things like once saved, always saved, and all these different ideas and ideologies. And I think you know it, it talks about it'll know you by the fr- fruit you produce. So there, there's an obvious indication where that there is some type of progression. I would, I would say, you know, in your walk, um, going back to to uh, powerlifting terms, not necessarily always linear. It's not always like there's there's going to be uh, times where it's a struggle. There's going to be times where, um, you know, it's just everything's great. You know, no question, no need to question anything. Like life is is great. And so this is where it kind of gets dicey, like, you know, how I I think that the question comes down to is how great is God's grace? And I'll be blunt. I don't know. You know, I don't don't know how great it is, but I'm I'm not the one. I'm not going to try to find out by rebelling. (laughs) You know know what I mean? Um, Because I think with time, like we've talked about a little bit in, in due time or in time, uh, 
you become saved, you start the new life. You live for another 20 years. I'm going to say through walking with Christ for 20 years, there's going to be a lot of things that you learn and attest uh, where we go to the thief on the cross that, that Jesus said, you know, today, you know, he, he was a sinner. He was a thief. Uh, he was getting he was getting killed for that. And then Jesus tells him, you know, today you will be in paradise with me. So I would say he was saved at that moment. I'm going to assume he went went ahead and went on to die at the, you know, shortly after for one, he told him today you'd be in paradise. So it's kind of indication, Hey man, you're about to, your physical body is about to leave. So that, that there tells me like he never probably walked out a Christian life. He, in that moment, you know, he believed and received, didn't get baptized to my knowledge, didn't speak in tongues. It didn't, didn't do a lot of things that that people try to say that have to happen for you to to enter. Um, so that for me takes down a lot of these walls that sometimes people beat maybe new converts up with, like, "Hey, you got to you got to do this. I'm waiting for you. Waiting." So that's where it gets dicey to me. Like our job as the messenger, in my opinion, is to show them Jesus. And to love them unconditionally like Jesus loves us. And, um, you know, give them biblical verses. And then there's a there's a call on themselves to learn themselves. You know, there's obviously the five-fold ministry. There's facets of uh, teaching them. But I think you personally need to pick up your Bible, read in. You have questions, go dig in, talk to somebody that, you know, you look up to, you trust, and, um, you know, who's well, well read. Yeah. Um, well seasoned. Yeah. <laughs> I'd say the first thing, too, for a, a person new to this, because it all depends on our faith in Jesus. So the first thing, when if you're uh, even people caught up in a moment at the time that, you know, says I'm ready. Your first priority would be who is Jesus. Yeah, go read the book of John, see yeah. who Jesus is, who he was, what he did, and start from there. And Absolutely. then you know, walk out, walk it out day by day, and it'll change day to day. Your understanding changes. Absolutely. No, it's 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 progression. Um, and I don't want to really. We're pretty close on time. I don't want to want to don't really want to jump anywhere else and get too. Is there anything ruckus that's lingering out there? Um, I do. Yeah, I do want to just. It's just, it's been on my been on my heart. I guess so. <laughs> I do want to John fourteen six. Jesus said to him, "I am the way, the truth." And the laugh, no one comes to the Father except through me. Yeah. Um. So I I don't know that as far as the sinner's prayer, and I don't know what. Hopefully, we didn't cause more confusion uh, <laughs> or create more questions. Um. But I, I mean, G- Jesus said it, so it's true. He is the only way to the Father. Yeah. You know, no one, no one's going to make it to the Father except through Him. So there's no other way and that includes the works that are mentioned and things like that um and 
I can see how for someone who's not made that decision yet, how it just seems like, well, what, you know, then what happens? Yeah. Um, and if you're, if you're kind of dancing on the edge of that today, you're kind of dancing around with it or your heart's kind of stirred and, you know, you, you just feel that draw. Um, you, it ha it has to be through Christ has to be through the person of Christ, Jesus. Uh, and then, you know, as Justin said, and as Josh said, just find, find people who can help you with the stuff on the other side. Yeah. But, um, I think, you know, we, we brought up the dying daily and, and again, what a weighty concept, yeah. you know, if you've never heard of that, like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, how am I, you know, what is that going to look The language like? sometimes. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but, um, it's, it's, it's never going to be anything outside of, of Jesus. Right. So, and I, that's my figure, figure out what you will. Uh, and we're, we're taught to, um, I believe it's seek out our own salvation yeah. through fear and trembling. <laughs> but um, if you if you feel that today, um, is there anyone anyone who dares after this conversation to to talk about just for a minute, like what the sinner's prayer sounds like, looks like? In yeah. case we have someone listening, that's just let me pull it up. Like you want me to just kind of read just, through? Yeah. As cringed as yeah. you may feel. No, it's fine. Okay. Um, so, yeah, the sinner's prayer would be, uh, Heavenly Father, I come to you in prayer, asking for the forgiveness of my sins. I confess with my mouth and believe with my heart. And like we've talked about, this is the most important part. Believe with my heart that Jesus is your son, that he died on the cross at Calvary, that I might be forgiven have, and have eternal life in the kingdom of heaven. Father, I believe that Jesus rose from the dead, and I ask you right now to come into my life. Be my personal Lord and Savior. I repent of my sins and will worship you all the days of my life. Because your word is truth, I confess with my mouth that I am a born again and cleansed. I am born again and cleansed by the blood of Jesus. In Jesus' my name we pray. Amen. So if uh, if you're listening and you've got it, that was maybe just speaking to you, or if if you've had this conversation with a a friend or something, if you want to you know share share this podcast with them, try to get them to listen. Um, as always, you know, if there are any questions you have, shoot them to us on Facebook or other social media. Yep. And uh, I think I want to just close by saying, God, thank you for the person of Jesus um, by whom we're all saved. So um, we wouldn't have anything without it, uh, without him. And uh, pretty awesome stuff. So, yeah. Love you guys. Thanks for listening. Next week. This is the Suits of Christ podcast.